0: Blog Talk Radio. You have tuned in to the Sports docket with Ace Man and the Cross, the best sports radio show on Blog Talk Radio. Big gap in left center field. Everybody's playing very deep as right hits one, deep to left field, Headley back near the wall, it's out of here! The Mets win the ball. Bottom of the
1: night, and the Mets win it 5-3! Buck control, but Devils unable to clear. Diving play by Girardi to keep it in. Shanahan to Girardi. In front, just missed by Gomez, who was cutting to the net. Tootin kept it in.
0: Girardi to Gomez, he scores! 1-0. Pressure from Thomas off the edge. Eli Manning stays on his feet. Airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. Oh, my God. This ball's thrown, and Tyree just goes up for it like a basketball player. Harrison trying to knock it down. And Eli, man, I don't know how he got out of there. I thought he was on the ground, and and then he came out of the pile and just slings it. Live from Lynbrook and Brooklyn, New York. This is the Sports Docket Radio Show with Ace Man and the Quass on Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to episode
2: forty-eight of the Sports Docket with Ace Man and the Quass, right here on BlogTalkRadio.com. Slash docket, uh, Once again, back with you uh, for this Sunday night, November 2nd, 2008. November is underway. Of course, you got the election day, the historic election coming up on November 4th. And uh, currently, Ace Man, not, uh, not with me, but uh, I'll be going solo until he comes on. Of course, you got the big interview. Brian Bassett of the Jetsblog.com and SNY.TV is on the line right now. And we'll get right into this Jets game. A big win today for the New York Jets, 26-17 over the Buffalo Bills, tying them in the standings in the AFC East. It's an honor and privilege once again to welcome Brian Bassett of the Jets blog and also of SNY TV back to the program. Brian, uh, can we say it was the Jets defense and Jay Feely that provided a spark today as, instead of Brett Favre? Yeah, I thought it was, uh, it was a wild season
1: watching in the first half, I wasn't sure if he was trying to give way another one, but the defense really stood strong uh, in the first half, and things kind of came around, of, uh, you know, kind of, early in the game.
2: Question about that? Obviously, I just alluded to the defense. Uh, Elam with the uh, interception return today, uh, making Brett Favre's job a lot easier today. I think Brett Favre only for that one touchdown in the game. Jay Feely was perfect from field goal range. Uh, and uh, let's go over to this Bills um, offense. Uh, you think that uh, Trent Edwards is starting to wear it down? The young quarterback just turned 24 on Thursday. Uh, you think he's starting to wear it down a little? It, uh, with the Buffalo Bills here and and, and th- that's the reason why the Bills have lost uh, four out of five games?
1: You know, I mean, I think that's, you know, definitely part of it. You know, you, know, you can die, right? You, know, you can definitely learning, uh still. I mean, you know, but any guy get-
2: Out the running game, Bills uh, were obviously depleted in that department today. Not a good game for Lynch. And uh, the Jets took advantage that he was having um, some flu-like symptoms before the game. And the Jets defense was able to uh, really get on him, as well as uh, Trent Edwards in this game. Uh, Thomas Jones with the seven, seven-yard touchdown. So that was very impressive. Uh, you think um, that there's a little shift on the air, the Jets are going to ride? Him from this game as well as winning uh, f- that's now four out of five games and could possibly present a threat for the Patriots in that division.
1: Uh, I'm sorry, say that again. kind of fade out just for a second. What, what?
2: Okay, yeah, call back in.
1: Oh no, 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 I'm good. I just it just was uh, it was fuzzy there for a second. Okay. But I, 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 mean, I can answer the whole question. So what the, the four five of the, the slide for for the poll for
2: down I, yeah. I think uh we'll we be call back. i think you should call back in yeah, i think something's wrong out. with your uh, phone line there it's com- it's not coming up so clear
1: okay yeah hold on i'll call back back
2: call back in that'd be great sure all right thanks Yeah, I was waiting for Brian Bassett to call back in here. As we were alluding to before, uh, we were getting into this Jets game. 26-17 went over the Bills. Jets pretty much led right from the get-go. The big play in this game was Abram Elam's 92-yard interception of Trent Edwards uh, down the sidelines, which uh, caused the Jets to retake the lead. I think this is Brian rejoining us right now. Uh, Brian, you're back on the air.
1: I am. I am. Sorry about that. I don't know what was going on with my phone line. That was my home uh, phone line. So, so that's scary.
2: Yeah. Now you sound perfect, and uh, sound as perfect as the Jets defense.
1: <laughs> so, so I'm sorry. So I couldn't hear your question there. You said something about what is it, the Bills sliding uh, in four or five, or, or what was what was your last question?
2: Oh, oh well, the Bills actually lost uh, last uh, in three out of the four games. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you think there's a change of uh, guard in the AFC East? Or do you think the Bills are going to recover and uh and and keep pace with the Jets and Patriots?
1: Well, you know, it's funny, I mean, cuz they have a real tough schedule here. The you know, kind of last week, this week, and next week in that they had they had Miami last week, the Jets this week, and then they get uh, you know, no rest cuz they get the Patriots next week. So this was a real, you know, short but but critical uh, you know, part of their schedule. And and to date, you know, the Bills hadn't hadn't won a lot against a lot of uh, you know, great uh, opponents, you know, Seattle and and some other teams like that. So, so I mean, you know, but the same was true for the Jets. They hadn't really beaten anybody. Uh, very that was very good either. So, so it this is one of those things where you know the Bills really need to kind of come back strong uh, and and play well next week uh, against the Patriots to stay in it. Because if they lose to the Patriots, then that's you know, that's three divisional losses right there, um, and that's going to be hard to. To recover with, you know, from no matter what the rest of your your schedule looks like. So, so I think, you know, that this is this has been a real tough stretch for them, and and they basically have to beat the Patriots next week to kind of stay competitive. But, you know, this is one of those things where, you know, that's why, you know, I always I'm always slow to make assessments. You know, after one week of the season or two weeks of the season, you you never know, you know, what's going to happen, and you know, even within you know the past couple weeks, just you know. Things, everything that was down is up, and everything that's up is down.
2: No question about that. Uh, how long do you think the Jets are going to be relying on um, contributions from special teams? I mean, how long can the Jets continue with Brett Favre having these Chad Pennington-esque performances uh, down the stretch? I mean, I mean, how long is it going to take before uh, finally, uh, you know, the Jets are going to have to get better on offense before the defense uh, doesn't play as
0: well. Well, you know,
1: I mean, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, the Jets special teams is, is always good, um, you know, mm-hmm. kind of no matter, no matter, you know, how the rest of the team plays over the past two or three years. I and mean, Mike Westoff is the um, one of the special teams coaches. He's, he's one of the best in the business at that, um, you know, and then, you know, Leon Washington just keeps getting better and better and, you know, his ability to, to create field position for this team you know can't be, um, you know can't be discounted. I mean it, it's amazing. You know when when you're starting your first drive around the 40 yard line or the 35 or whatever, you know that that's huge. That's huge. So um, so you know the special teams has been a real key component, and I think you know getting Mike Nugent back uh, is going to be a, a big boost for this team. Mm-hmm. I mean he's not great on kickoffs, but in terms of you know accuracy from. Um, from you know up to about forty-five yards, he's he's pretty much automatic. Where I don't know how many feel he has missed off, offhand, but but he's you know pretty much missing. It seems like around one a game. Um, so so getting Nugent, their their regular kicker back, will be healthy or healthy will be good. But then also, right, the defense is just so improved. The the run defense is, is amazingly improved. You know, Chris Jenkins and Calvin Pace were those last pieces that they really needed to to get that. Um, Get that defense squared away, and I think that that's really you know what was going to kind of float the boat for for this team this year. And whether Pennington was was behind center or whether it was Kellen Clemens or or even Brett Favre, that you know that was what was going to you know keep them in it and keep them competitive early. But now, right at this point, you know what, can can Brett Favre take control of this offense and um, and move it kind of past what we've seen so far? But I I think part of it is going to be Brett is going to do what he's going to do, but, you know, he's also in a whole new system. So, you know, and, and he's not being that successful when he's just, you know, chucking it downfield as, as last week against the chiefs proved. Um, so, so I think, you know, the more he feels comfortable with this offense and the more, um, you know, they're working to, to get him comfortable and, you know, doing a lot of the stuff he did today, you know, throwing check downs to Thomas Jones or, or whoever, you know, they're still, they're still moving the chains. They're, they're, they're they're kind of getting well, let's say, and I mean I think this is hopefully a point at which you know everything's going to start to kick in, but you know it's it this offense is never going to be um, an offense where you know Favre's you know throwing the ball 50 yards downfield on every possession. It's just not going to be that way.
2: Yeah, it's not going to happen. I mean, you look at the box score for this game, and Buffalo seems to have outplayed the Jets and almost everything offensively in this game so it obviously wasn't um, an offensive performance today. I mean, the Jets on third downs were 5 out of 11. That's not what you want. And you know, But the defense did come through. I mean, also, you got to mention uh, Barton, who had uh, seven tackles in this game. Uh, good job by him. Trent Edwards looks uh, a little bit like his age, uh, he's, and he's uh, obviously been a little bit fatigued uh, down the stretch right now for the Bills. Um I mean, honestly, uh, the Jets—they—they they, they have momentum going right now. I mean, uh, do you start watching the games of the Patriots yet? Uh, I mean, it's only eight games in. Do you start watching those games, or are you just going to play them out uh, when the Jets actually do play the Patriots?
1: Uh, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, I, I actually hope I'm going to be at the Patriots uh, Jets games in a couple weeks—the uh, the Thursday night game. Um, mm-hmm. But but yeah, I mean, you you have to you have to start you know kind of considering you know what they're going to do and. And because uh, they're, you know, they're coming on strong and playing well, um, you know, even without Tom Brady. And and you know that that team is built to be, you know, not. I mean, yes, it was Tom Brady, and that offense would probably be, you know, going crazy if if he was in there now. But you know, they still have a pretty good defense. They have a lot of good players around um, the 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 rest of the offense. So so yeah, I mean, I think the Jets. You know, as a fan, I'm definitely paying attention to what they're doing. Um, and with a matchup just, you know, basically a week and a half away now, absolutely you have to pay attention to to what they're doing because now we're getting into the meat of the schedule and maybe, you know, I mean, there's still a lot of football left to be played, but you know, it might it it, it could be a, th- a three horse race, but you know, if the Bills lose again next week, you know, it could start to to close in just to to those two teams, the Jets and the Patriots.
2: And uh, the Colts just got to win that game tonight if they want to stay in the playoff race. I mean, if they lose, the 4 three and 3 5. So they got to definitely have to beat the Patriots tonight to stay in the race. Um, you pretty much, you know, on your on JetsBlock.com, your keys to the game, you pretty much covered everything. Uh, and you pretty much were on target with with what happened in this game, you know, with special teams and turnovers. Um, and Jets, oh, turnovers are obviously a big problem for Brett Favre. He had a fumble today. I mean, how do you, in practice, how do you eliminate turnovers? Uh, the turnovers that go into the game, or is it just a game time uh, decision or or a game time
1: action? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I think the the one fumble that he did have, which I think Leon Washington recovered, uh, and that was that was a function of of the center, you know, snapping a little low to him. I mean, it was kind of right at his knee or below. So, I mean, yeah, there, I think it's you know that's probably a communication thing where where those two, you know, uh, Brett Favre and the center Nick Mangold are are probably still you know, working out some of the kinks, but um, you know, the, it, they, it's definitely between those two. It's definitely gotten better since since week one. So I think, right, that's just more uh, a level of familiarity. Um, and then, uh, and then, you know, the 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 one pick that he did have, um, yeah, it was it was an odd call, it was a first down call, I think, and he threw it towards the sidelines, and, the, and then they should be grinding the clock and uh, you know into I can't remember if it was double coverage, but. But it was, yeah, it was, a, it was an odd play, and just one of those things where, you know,
0: <laughs> you just have
1: to, you have to say, well, you're going to get some of this with Brett Favre. But I think what I did see today from the offensive game plan was they, they limited, or he, or he limited himself. I don't know. It must have been a, a joint effort between him and the coaching where he limited himself and he he threw some balls away and he did some things that that I haven't seen him do over the past couple weeks. Um, and playing within himself, you know, won them the game. If he had been, you know, hauling off when he was, you know, under pressure and you know, throwing it in a double coverage or stuff that he's done in weeks past, I mean, that that game could have could have easily been been lost. Um, but but yeah, you, you talked about statistics earlier. That the one thing that was you know so amazing was the the two drives by the Bills um, early in the game where they were on the field for like 15 minutes straight, basically with the the Elam interception in the middle there but uh but i mean the the jets you know they 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 forced you know seven points their way um by getting that interception and then you know the 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 bills drove all the way down uh, to like the 8 yard line and then they stopped them and turned it over on downs which was you know on on fourth down fourth and 1 i think uh which was which was unbelievable and to see the defense kind of you know straighten up their back and uh and stand tall after being on the field that long was was pretty impressive
2: you know, and getting to uh, Brett Favre's mentality, uh, being with the Jets, obviously in the game of the season we were talking about his, commu- his communication with Katsuri and a couple other Coles re- and, and a couple other receivers on the field. I mean, i got to think Brett Favre is a lot happier being in New York than going up against that uh, undefeated Tennessee Titans defense today. <laughs> uh, i I got to think Brett Favre is, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure how much he's enjoying playing in New York, but i I, I got to think he's, uh, he, he's going along for the ride.
1: Yeah, it was a better, it was a better day for him to play, to play the Bills than to, pay, to then play Tennessee. Absolutely. Um, but, uh, but yeah, he's got Tennessee, they've, they've got Tennessee in a couple of weeks. Um, you know, so, so he's, they're, they're not totally, you know, out of the picture that the Jets will be, will be playing uh, Tennessee later this month. I think I can't remember the exact date, but, but yeah, so, so Tennessee, the, the Jets are going to go up against Tennessee sooner or later. So, um, so someday that, you know, that Bill's going to come due, but but you're right. I mean, it, it was definitely a thing where I think, um, you know, it, it was it was kind of an odd way that things worked out. And one of the things that really stuck out to me that Favre said when he came to the team was he said, you know, I didn't want to talk to the Jets because I was afraid or kind of knew once I talked to them I would be convinced to go there. Um, and that's – and I, you know, I, I certainly can identify with, with what he's saying. But it's one of those things where it's like, well, if you – I guess he just really wanted to play, you know, in Packers uniform first and really thought that was going to work out. Um, but, you know, I, I think it, it, this next eight weeks is really going to determine, you know, whether he comes back next year or whether he, he walks away um, because it's, it's not been an easy ride for him the first half of the season.
2: Uh, in terms of the injury report with the Jets, do we have any updates on um... – uh, any of the uh, injuries going to this game? I mean, with Chris Baker and Mike Nugent.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So, so, uh, so Chris Baker played today. Um, he he played all right. He had a couple couple gasps mm-hmm. during during the game, but but he he did play uh, and played played decently. Um, so I think what what happened to him last week? They said it was just kind of like a flare up of a must have been like a hit pointer or something like that where where basically, you know, he, he pulled something or just, you know, was feeling some pain, so they so they, they rested him for the game. Um, as far as Mike Nugent, it's really just a black cloud. No one knows anything. Um, <laughs> it, it was a thing where, you know, it, initially it seemed like it was a hamstring injury, and they didn't put him on the injured reserve, which would make you think, well, gee, he's, he's going to be back in four, five, six weeks. Um, and now, right? We're, I mean, we're we're in week nine, and he hasn't played since the first game of the season. So, you, you'd hope it's going to happen pretty soon, but but really, no no updates are given. The the way you'll know whether he's coming back is because uh, Jay Feely's burning that roster spot. So once they you know once they cut Feely, and that'll probably be on a they'll generally announce that like on a Tuesday. So if, if Feely's going to be if New going to play this weekend, Feely will be cut on a Tuesday.
2: Okay, and uh, also with Justin Miller, the cornerback obviously, we just want to have him back in the starting lineup with that defense rejuvenated.
1: Yeah, uh, Justin Miller, I mean, has basically been inactive all, most of the season. He was active last week, um, but but he's really been kind of the odd man out with Dwight Lowry, um, now in the picture, number 34, um, who he's young and he's brash and he's making some great plays and he's making some terrible mistakes. But, um, but I guess the, the organization feels that – um, they've got a better option in him than Justin Miller. And Miller's basically uh, just kind of languishing on this team, and he'll probably go, uh, you know, go to free agency, um, possibly without even an offer, even though I think he's a restricted free agent for, uh, for the Jets.
2: Uh, and let's get back to Brett Favre a little bit. I saw a lot of fun talk about Brett Favre. Uh, you know, it, it seemed that every third down in this game, incomplete pass, incomplete pass. I mean, he was—I don't know where he was throwing the football. He was overthrowing. He was underthrowing. He was too short. I mean, is it because he doesn't know the receivers too well yet, or is—is is there just some added pressure? I mean, playing division these kind of divisional games.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the division is definitely you know a, a part of it. I think there's some familiarity, um, you know, that he's still you know working on with his receivers um, and miscommunications there. I mean, you think of. Uh, last week he threw uh, an interception across the middle of the field and um it's up in the air as to what what should have happened there but Chansey Stuckey the, the intended receiver basically said it was a, a route we ran earlier in the game. They recognized it and they jumped it. Um, you know, so he hit basically, you know, what he said is I ran my route, you know, I didn't call the play and, you know, that's on the offensive coordinator. Um Mangini basically came back and said, No, you know, that was Chansey Stuckey's fault. He should have he should have known better on that play or whatever and then today I saw um a play where I can't remember they were down in the in the red zone and Favre uh uh, Favre was looking to Dustin Keller as his rookie tight end and he it was just a short maybe three or four yard pass to get a first down and uh and Keller didn't turn around in time um and the ball kind of bounced off his hip and you know Favre was talking to him and saying you know on that kind of play you have to have your eyes in the back of your head and you know, get down there quick and turn around. You could see him on the sideline kind of motioning what he should have done. So, I mean, there's clearly still some, uh, some area of improvement uh, for these guys, but I think, you know, when it comes to Katsuri and Coles, um, his primary targets, you know, they're pretty much on the same page at, at this point and can, you know, can figure out what the other's doing.
2: Brian Bass of the Jets blog and SNY TV joining us right now uh, for a few more moments here on the Sports Docket with Daquan. Um, let's go around a little bit uh, with the AFC. Obviously, you have the Titans. who are probably going to wrap that division up by uh, week twelve. Uh, mm-hmm. You look at the AFC North. You got the two top teams, Steelers and Ravens. You look at the AFC West, one of the worst one of the worst divisions ever assembled. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, AFC versus NFC. Do you kind of see the NFC, especially with the Giants winning the Super Bowl last year, NFC maybe a little bit changing the guard here, becoming maybe the stronger conference?
1: You know, I mean, it's it's one of those things, it's, I always find it, like, so hard, you know, it's like, um, I don't know, it's it's like when you're in the middle of a project or something and you can't really see kind of all the, you know, the high-level details of, of stuff. Yeah.
0: It's,
1: it's it's the same kind of thing. I never know, you know, what it's going to be, but, but, I mean, I guess just what I've seen, I've definitely seen, you know, an asserted dominance from the, from the NFC this year, uh, especially the NFC East, you know, between, I mean, the Cowboys are, you know, falling off the face of the earth, but... But the Redskins and the Eagles are, you know, looking strong and I mean the, the Giants of course are, are awesome. Um but yeah, I mean and the and then the, the NFC South has, has been uh, you know pretty good for the most part. Um so yeah, so yeah, I mean you, you definitely have, you know, some some stronger teams, um, but I think I think a lot of the uncertainty that people feel about the AFC comes from guys like Peyton Manning, comes from guys like like Tom Brady. Um and, you know, kind of their early season play. So, you know, it looks like Peyton Manning's, you know, a lot healthier now than he was two months ago. And, you know, Matt Castle is, you know, starting to come along in the, you know, with his team. So I would say, you know, I mean, I think, you know, earlier in the season it looked like if you were to, you know, power rank the top five teams, you know, probably three of them or four of them were NFC teams. And I think by the end of the season, it'll, it'll even out more. It'll be, you know, kind of two of one and three of the other. So I, I, th- I think by the end of the season, it'll, everything will even out.
2: And I guess you have to throw Kerry Collins, in, of all people, into that
0: mix.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, back from the dead, right? You know, and, and, and that's, you know, exactly what the Titans need. I mean, they have a fantastic, you know, defense. I mean, amazing defense. They've had a great defense for, like, three years. And, but, unfortunately, they never got noticed because their offense was so awful. So now, so now that, you know, they've got an offense that can run the ball, a great offensive line, and all you need is a guy who can complete some passes for, you know, on third down. You know, that's all they need really, and, and that's, that's what, exactly what they have. They have a, a, a dependable quarterback, and, and they're playing well.
2: And not to mention easy schedule and, uh, you know, and, uh, and, and good defense.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you know that, that that defense has just been stifling. And you know, if this their defense coordinator, Jim Schwartz. If Jim Schwartz does not get a job as a head coach somewhere this off season, I would be very surprised because he definitely. he's deserved it.
2: Uh, definitely. Let's go. Uh, I guess the rest of the Jets uh, season going forward here. I mean, uh, the next obviously this is the midway point. As a Jets fan, you got to be more than satisfied after last year five and three record. You' gotta be pretty happy with what you got uh, through your first eight. How many of the next eight I mean, just speculating, uh, can you see the jets winning do, do you see a uh, the improvement pretty much the same thing or going downhill?
1: Yeah, well, you know they had uh they had a couple couple cake weeks here, um and you know the thing that really threw me was was the Raiders. Um, they lost to the Raiders, who are an awful, just awful team. And then, you know, kind of pepper in you know, struggling a little bit early versus the Bengals and, you know, struggling with uh, with the Chiefs last week. So it it was really like, you know, they can't even beat the teams or they have a real hard time beating the teams that they need to beat, let alone, you know, let alone try and go out and beat a team like the Bills or the Patriots or whoever. So so kind of based on what they have uh, left of their schedule, I mean, they have, you know, they have next week. Um, Long time light. The, sorry, what?
2: I said primetime lights against the Eagles.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so they, so, so they, you know, they have, um, they have the the Pats in in a week and a half. They have the Rams, I think, this weekend. Um, so they have an easy game this weekend, and then a short week against the the Patriots away, which is kind of a, like a perfect storm, for a loss. They have Tennessee, they have Denver, um, and then they have you know Seattle and Miami and, and a couple other you know teams and the, the Bills again, I guess. So. So I mean they have they have a tough schedule left a, a lot of a lot of tough football to play um but I, I mean I think you know having gone 5 and 3 um the way they have so far you know losses to um the Patriots the lo- losses to the Chargers and losses to the Raiders uh you know I I think they could go another 5 and 3 um but you know it's, it's all on provided on – sorry it's
2: a knock on wood
1: Yeah knock on wood exactly knock on uh but you know they could go 5 and 3 um, you know, if, if, big if, if, if Favre can keep turnovers to a minimum. Um, and that's, you know, that's going to be the difference. If, if they can just play straight, you know, steady football, they can go 5-3 and three, no problem.
2: Are we going to see any of those 56-point uh, game down the stretch for the Jets? Uh...
1: <laughs> well, now that it's getting a little colder, I, I, I doubt it. I doubt it. I mean, that he was uh
2: Favre likes the cold weather. I mean, he loves cold weather, so. <laughs>
1: That's true. That's a good point. That's a good point. He's used to playing in the cold. Um, but, uh, that, well, that was also,
2: it, there's a big difference between, sorry, a big difference between Giant Stadium cold and Lambeau Field cold.
1: Right, right, yeah, so, so, I mean, it, it'll, it'll be interesting, I mean, the difference is, and it's also a track, you know, they're, they're playing on, uh, on turf at, yeah. yeah, at, at, so, so I don't know how that affects things, if it makes it easier, but, uh, but anyway, it's, it's, a, I think, you know, right, he, he does like cold weather, but, you know, once the cold weather comes, generally offenses tend to, Tend to uh, not air it out so much and you know focus a little bit more on the run, but but I, yeah, I mean that that was kind of one of those things where I think that was a once in a lifetime thing, and that was actually um, <laughs> as a little aside, that was the first I've been to a bunch of Jets games over the history of time, and um, more more in the past like you know three four years, um, but uh, that was the first game I've ever been to where they actually won, and uh, and that was wow. quite a satisfying first win for me, so Definitely. so. <laughs> <laughs> so the curse was broken, and uh, and it was one hell of a game. So that was fun. No
2: questions. You go to a couple more then. Um, <laughs> before I let you go here, let's just get a prediction. Uh, next week's game is going to be the NBC, the Sunday night, the whole thing. Uh, Jets, um, Eagles.
1: The Eagles? Uh, I think they're playing the Rams next week.
2: The oh, my bad, Rams. Excuse
0: week. me.
1: Yep. So, so they they play the they play the Rams. Oh no, no, there's no problem. So they they play the Rams next weekend, and I think um I think that yeah, that's at home. So, uh you know the the Rams are the Rams are looking better. I mean they're definitely looking better. You know since Jim Haslett has stepped in and their defense is stepping up a little bit. Um their offense is playing more consistent. But I, I mean I still think the Jets have a have a pretty solid chance of winning that game. So I'll go ahead and say, let's see Jets. 27 Rams 17.
2: Well, I got to apologize there. I was looking at the Giants schedule The Giants playing the Eagles. Excuse
1: ah. me. Do, do, <laughs> you want, do you want a prediction on that? I, I don't know anything other than one of my good.
2: I think the Giants will crush the Eagles. I'm, I'm gonna say. <laughs> well, I hate the Phillies, so I hate the Eagles. So I'm gonna say 35 like, 17, kind of like today's game. But, nice. All right, Brian. Always a pleasure. Good luck with Jets Blog, good luck with the SNY TV gig, everything. uh, And uh, we hope to see you down the stretch. Uh, Hope to see you in the postseason.
1: Absolutely. Well, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it.
2: No problem, Brian. Always great with you. Okay, bye. See you later. Brian Bassett, of course, of SNY TV uh, and the Jets Blog. We'll take a quick break here um, on the uh, sports talk, Ace on the Cross, and then joining us after the break I will be a special film co-host, Matt Pignataro of Seven Train to Radio Show, will join me to fill in for the final 30 minutes. Also, your calls 646-478-5118, and we'll, uh, you can also aim me on the side to go talk to Quas. We'll be right back after this on the Sports Docket with Ace Man and the Quas. Mr. Quas currently on right now.
0: He popped him up. He's going to get it. Grocious down from third. Grocious makes the catch. Ball game over. A perfect game. A perfect game for David Cohn. There is Deal. deal. Fastball hit in the air in the left field. That's deep. Back goes Chavez back near the wall. Leaping and he made the catch. He took a home run away from Rowland. Trying to get back to first effort. He's doubled off. And the inning. Inter- Broken back foul, ball off the right side, and the barrel of the back came out to Clemens, and he picks it up and throws it back, and Piazza's walking out toward the mound, and now the home plate umpire, Charlie Rutherford, gets in between them, Piazza points to himself, and so does Clemens. ...in the air to deep right field, that ball headed toward the wall, that ball is out of here, out of here, a game-winning game winning Driving the air to center field, Tebow Perez jumps in the air, waiting for it to come down, makes the catch, and the New York Mets are the 2000 National League champions! See, on the is way to third, and they're going to in him around! The throw misses the cutoff, man! Sheldon the plate! the catch. Ball game over. World Series over. Yankees win. The Yankees win. Aaron Boone to lead off. His first at-bat of the game. There's a fly ball deep to left. It's on its way. There it goes. Baby, but it the Rangers are headed to the final. Once again, it'll be a 3-2. The stretch and pitch. Swung on and popped up again. Off third. Hayes has room. Hayes makes a catch. Yankees win. The Yankees win. The New York Yankees have won the 1996 World Series. There's a snap. There's a kick. It is up. It is no good! Norwood missed. Four seconds left. The Giants have won Super Bowl 25. And McTavish with one and six seconds. Puck is left. McTavish controls and it's all over. The New York Rangers have won the Stanley Cup. Something that most people did not think they would hear in their lifetime. Sports Heaven with Mark and Evan. Your source for all New York sports.
3: Hello, Mets fans. Are looking for a show that covers the Mets inside and out? And there's a show for you. The 7-Train-Shane Mets Radio Show on Blog Talk Radio. Join Matt, Greg, Mike, and special guests all season long with inside analysis on games, news, rumors, the minor leagues, and more. What's your opinion or ask a question by calling into the show? For up to the latest Mets, news, rumors, opinions, and show schedules, visit our website at www7 For Mets fans, by Mets fans, it's a 7 Shea Mets radio show.
0: Now back to the sports docket with Ace Man and the Quads.
2: We are back here on the Sports at 9.36 p.m. on a Sunday night, and here he is, Matt Pinotaro.
3: Quas, wow, thanks for having me on. I was going to say, that guy did sound a little familiar in that last commercial.
2: And that was you. That was, uh, of course, uh, with the 7 train to shade. Did a show earlier, uh, talk about Manny Ramirez, and we'll get a little bit into that later on, on the show. Uh just uh we talk about sports so much, don't get talk about other stuff um well how's how's college how's everything doing with that? I know you're at uh east washington university what's uh, what's college like
3: uh it's a lot different from high school class, from a question? lot different uh the, the nice thing is I, I have class that starts at eleven, so I get to sleep in mostly uh,
0: <laughs> every nice. day
3: um you know it's it, you know I have up and and it's down uh, I remember i think uh, a couple of nights. Couple, I think like a week ago or so, I was working on a paper that lasted me until I think I spent like maybe 12 hours total on it matter Whoa. of uh, two days. I got a 4.0 out of it, but um, I worked my butt off to achieve that, but I mean, it's going good. Um, you know, it's a lot different from high school. You're meeting a lot of new people. Uh, you know, I got baseball, so I'm just busy jumping from class to class to schoolwork and then uh, uh, baseball practice, but uh, it's I'm enjoying my time there.
2: No question about that. Uh, we'll get into, um, I guess we'll start uh, with the football here. I don't know how much you get to follow out there. I mean, it's probably uh, Seattle, uh, Seattle Seahawks Nation uh, or a Mariners Nation, whatever's going on out there. Um, but, um, I mean, you want to talk about today's game, the New York Giants. I mean, impressive win over the Cowboys. Just crushed them today. I mean, uh, Brad Johnson was even taken out of this game, and they put Bollinger in there. So I mean, the Giants seven and one. I mean, uh, you know, we talk about in baseball that that would be a equivalent to like uh, like the start the Tampa Bay Rays had uh, going this year. I mean, the Giants really. Um, I mean, the Super Bowl champion starts seven and one the next season. I mean, that could be the start of a dynasty here in New York.
3: Yeah, definitely. I mean, seven and one Manning, three touchdowns today. I mean, who would have thought coming off a Super Bowl win? I thought the team would be struggling. Quas, even though I'm a Jets fan, I do like the Giants uh, too. not like you know, like the Mets Yankees fan, but you know, I thought the Giants would be struggling, with a Super Bowl hangover, if you will. Uh, you know, they traded Shockey away. I don't know how Boss would respond, and he had a touchdown. Today, I mean Jacobs running the ball. I mean an average of 6.9 yards a carry. That's wow. pretty good for a running back. So, I mean, and the Cowboys. I don't know. I kind of want to. They're use up. I I agree. And also they have Brad Johnson, which I got a nickname for him. If you want to use this, uh, Brad Statue of Liberty Johnson. Basically just stands <laughs> there. Not not mobile. Anyways. Not all, yeah. Yeah, and they put him Bollinger. I mean he's more. He's more mobile than Brad Johnson, but still, I mean, the Cowboys didn't change. The, the reason why the Cowboys are struggling right now is they haven't changed the game plan. They are still having that Tony Romo game plan that they have. They've got to switch it up. Brad Johnson is not Tony Romo. is not Tony Romo. They have the same arm strength or mobility that Romo brings to the table. They that's, I used, think they're uh, Marion
2: Barber a little bit more in the running game. I mean, they used Terrell Owens. They uh, he actually had a fumble in the game. Uh, he only had the f- five um, five receptions, thirty six yards. Uh, ugly game for Terrell Owens. Of course, the Giants' defense covered him well. But I mean, if you're play, I mean, the Giants' uh, defense is not a good measuring stick for the Cowboys' offense. Uh, when the Cowboys uh, continue down the stretch this year, they're going to need to find ways to. Um, get the ball on the running on the rushing game a little bit more than the receiving game because obviously uh Bollinger and um Brad Johnson are no Tony Romo.
3: No, definitely not and Tony definitely Romeo I would say. Romeo. <laughs> That's a good one. I mean uh no the Giants defense, like you said, you know, they did well today where they have I mean three interceptions today well well, because of the quarterbacks there. But uh I mean they looked good. I mean You know, with the injuries that they've had to you and you and all that, I mean, uh, Sammy Knight, he's old as heck, five tackles today. I mean, look at the guys, if you look at the tackles right here, Clark, Johnson, Cofield, uh, these are, you know, not your your top defensive playmakers. You know, these are more of the, I guess, the second string special teams guys. But they, you know, had a lot of tackles today, and, yeah, I'm pretty impressed with them. I had this team starting in uh, my fantasy football league for defense, so I'm pretty happy you gotta be. With, with the performance they had today.
2: Yeah, Giants blowing out the, the Cowboys, continuing to struggle. Uh, Giants are going to win that division. I mean, I was talking with Brian Bassett about the Tennessee Titans and the AFC, and I was saying that the, they may have that division locked up, but the AFC South but by week 12, the Giants could very much do the same thing if the the Eagles and Redskins hold up their part and and lose along with the Cowboys. I mean the Giants are just w- gonna be running away with that division and could be you know, could be the team to beat well they're on the team to beat, but could be uh everybody's gonna fear them going into the uh wild card and divisional games uh in the in the uh, postseason.
3: Yeah, I hope so too. I hope they don't really hope they continue staying hot throughout the postseason you know, like you just said it looks like they're gonna win their division, they got that bye in the first round, hopefully. I, I mean, hopefully that momentum that they carry in doesn't, you know, wash away. But also the Cowboys last year, the Giants were hot.
2: Mm-hmm. Cowboys
3: had that bye week, and, you know, look what happens. The Giants have a ring on their finger, and the Cowboys don't.
2: Yeah, no question about that. Everybody tuning in right now. Uh, Matt Pignataro of Seven Train Touché filling in for Ace Man momentarily on the air. Uh, we had Brian Bassett. Great job by him of SNY.TV and the Jets blog. gave us 30 minutes of great Jets football talk earlier on in the program. You can call in to me and Matt, uh, Matt and I, one six four six four seven eight five one one. 478 511 You can also uh, aim myself uh, at GoTalkToCross, have any questions about anything sports or election day related, or you can aim Matt at 7TrainTouché. Um, I guess let's get back over to uh, – the Giants here. We was talking before a huge win today by the Giants over the Cowboys. I mean, uh, seven and one now. Manning. Uh, he didn't have his best game, but Jacobs, as you mentioned, what like six? How many? How many yards per carry? Uh,
3: six point nine yards per carry, oh, and uh, I mean that's uh, seventeen rushes on one hundred and seventeen yards. I tell you
2: about the Cowboys, Cowboys. defensive coordinator is going to be watching a lot of tape after this one. I uh definitely. <laughs> I mean, uh, after I mean, Plaxico uh finally on the field after all the uh, suspensions and uh, all the uh, bad words he had for Tom Coughlin. Finally back on the field, uh, you know, he played okay. Uh, just uh, the three for 34 yards. Again, the Giants' uh, game plan was all about the running game. I mean, the rushing game uh, in this uh, in this football game. Even Ward uh, had a pretty impressive game: 12 carries, 63 yards. Bradshaw. Uh, the um, who comes in usually on third or fourth down, uh, five carries for 20 yards. So very impressive dial by the Giants. They Justin's Tuck, he's been incredible, two and a half sacks in this one, five tackles, and really an impressive game for him. Feagles uh, was like Jay Feely, uh, Jeff Feagles, Jay Feely, both having huge days. You know, Matt, look at the Giants and Jets football teams here, and you know after New York experienced its first non-postseason. Uh, in baseball for like 15 years, uh, it'd be a, a really a pleasant surprise to have, well, a well, pleasant surprise to the Jets mostly, but to have both the Jets and the Giants in the playoffs come, uh, January and December.
3: Oh yeah, it definitely it is. I mean, it gives you something to look forward to, uh, this, you know, I'm going to bring up the Knicks here. I'm watching watch <laughs> the Knicks game earlier tonight, uh, didn't look too good the last couple of nights, especially tonight. um, but, no, this definitely gives you something to look forward to. I mean, I thought this was going to be a long, boring off-season, especially last year, too. I mean, the Giants gave me something to look forward to sports-wise. I mean, it's great that both teams are in it. I mean, the Giants 7-1, Jets are now 5-3. and um, Hopefully the Jets can do something with that wild card, maybe catch a little fire like the Giants did last year with, you know, Farb running the gun. But, I mean, this is – it's great to have – you know, New York back on the map and you know, it might not be baseball, but you know, it's football and it gives us something to do during this long uh, cold off season as Mets fans.
2: And it gives David Wright a chance to make some cameo appearances at Giant Stadium.
3: Definitely. And also uh speaking of David Wright, uh Mike's cousin actually actually his uncle. Excuse oh, wow. me. Uh a couple nights ago ran into uh David Wright jogging on the streets of New York in Manhattan. So what do you know?
2: Really? So David Wright? Yeah.
3: Yep, saw so David Wright had his iPod in and everything. Just uh he asked he like he D- with, with last year and Wright just, you know, responded casually, Hey guys and then started jogging off. So
2: well, David Wright is obviously a very nice guy.
3: Um, oh yeah.
2: No question about that. But again, uh, you know, um Actually, we'll get to the Mets here, and then we'll get back to, we'll talk a little next, maybe we'll get a little bit of the hockey here. Rangers, very impressive job on the ice, uh, even with the uh, 5-2 loss on Saturday night to Toronto. Um, yeah. Let's get over to um, Mets here. I mean, uh, obviously you heard the news, Pedro Martinez filing for free agency, as well as Perez. The Mets, they get Tatis back. But, and, and uh, of course, Mets fans got to be happy with the re-signing of Carlos Delgado. I mean, that's oh, yeah. huge after what he did for us. He was the MVP for the Mets this season. Outside of Santana, he was he was the guy. I mean, he had a rough last two weeks in September, but uh, he still um, was the MVP of the season, no question about that. Uh, I mean, Pedro Martinez filing for free agency, is that a surprise, Matt? Or, I mean, did we kind of expect that he wouldn't be coming back? I mean, he's still come back, but it seems like mm-hmm. the Mets aren't, aren't going to re-sign him.
3: Yeah, it doesn't look like that. It wasn't really a shocker that he filed for – Free agency I mean, you know, looking at his last starts... Who's
2: uh,
3: going take him? Uh, I know. I mean, he could come back to Boston, maybe, but, I mean, the way that you look at his velocity, he's just dipped down. I mean, he has no dip on his fastball. Uh, curveball's really not there. I mean, he, he almost has to kind of be like a finesse pitcher, like a Tom Glavin. He has to hit his spots exactly right on the mark. I mean, I guess he could maybe Boston... Uh I mean with Pedro and with his injuries, I mean, I don't see the Mets resigning signing, even if they did, it'd probably be for a one year deal. Um, but you know, anybody else, I think Pedro's gonna be uh it's gonna be tough for him to find a place to pitch next year. I see him maybe signing a one year deal back in the end rotation starter for uh whoever would be interested in him. Mhm. Uh, Ace Man who
2: is tuning in uh with the aim here. Uh, of course, Aceman, the other co-host on this program, is, says that he thinks Pedro will actually re-sign for one year's six million. So, uh, a prediction there from Aisen. You know, that's a possibility. I mean, uh, but I don't know. But, but then you got to look at the Mets uh, payroll. I mean, it's pretty hefty. They're paying Willie Randolph money. He's not coming. He's obviously mm-hmm. going to be most on the team. They're playing Billy Wagner what thirteen million dollars to, you know, to sit at home. Yep. Uh, I mean, I mean that's pretty much. The, well, Billy Wagner is pretty much the same situation the Knicks have with Stephon Marbury, except uh, <laughs> Wagner's not, he's not really uh, making media stories. But, uh,
0: no.
2: I mean, the Mets, they got to say that payroll, the payroll is really going up, especially if the Mets want to go after uh, CeCe Sabathia or Manny Ramirez. I mean, the Mets, the Mets are going to have to cut some people. That's just, the, the, that's just what's going to happen here. I mean, Perez, I think, is going to be gone. Yeah, I think so
3: too. He's a, well, you know, he's a Scott Boris client. So, and you know, we saw it last year. I mean, left, left-handed pitchers are basically the commodity of free agency. I mean, he'll get a nice, nice, hefty uh, contract. So, I think he'll be doing fairly is well Derek for the
0: Lowe, next
2: couple. Also, of years. a Scott Boris client, Derek
3: Lowe? Um, that is a good question. I'll I will look that up for you. I'll get I back to you. I,
2: I, I remember reading somewhere that he might. He is? I don't know. If anyone knows? Is Derek Lowe? Because if he is, the Mets have always had a fun time dealing with Scott Boris and his clients. So if he is, yeah, I think, think he is. Uh,
3: anybody, anybody's a, a fun fan of uh, Scott Boris and his agents.
2: Uh, here's where that uh, Aceman's bringing up. Uh, I mean, we're talking Mets Hot Stove, and it's pretty cold outside. But uh, he's talking about the Mets should re sign Ayala. I definitely agree with that. And they should also sign Bimo and k Ah, K-Rod, of course.
3: Who was the other guy besides uh, K-Rod there?
2: Bimo. Cool. Uh,
3: Bimo? B- oh, Bimo, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was talking about the lefty uh, pitch for the Dodgers this year. But uh, those are two good choices. I think the whole bullpen is going to be imploded. I mean, uh, I think Joe Smith will be still back around. um... Feliciano, I think we'll get another turnaround. Uh, Sanchez, I think, too. I think they're just waiting for him to get back into that oh, 06 form that he is. But, I mean, yeah. guys like Sean Weiss and Heilman, those guys are up for uh, trading, and I hope they get rid of them. I mean, Bible's not a bad pick. Uh, they're going to need another lefty in there. Uh, K-Rod's going to come with a price tag, though. And I don't think the Mets are going to – I mean, K-Rod wants about, what, like five years – Hundred plus million, uh, you know. We all saw what happened with Billy Wagner, so I don't think the Mets are going to. I don't think the Mets are going to make the same mistake twice, and giving him a Billy Wagner contract. The guy that I'm interested in seeing uh, maybe pitch for the Mets via trade is maybe J.J. Putz of the Mariners. J. Putt. I mean,
2: Giants,
3: yeah. So I mean, that's an option out there that uh, the Mets could possibly pursue. Uh, internal options. Not really that good. Uh, I wouldn't give the ball to Coons yet. I mean, he did give up uh, eight runs in the Arizona Fall League in one appearance, so not looking too good there. Uh, But no question, Menae's got a lot of decision-making to do and a lot of tough decision-making to do this offseason and contracts and who to keep and who to get rid of.
2: No question. There is definitely something very sick to the stomach about, you know, talking about the Mets' bullpen. I mean, it's almost as bad as talking about this new Knicks defense under Mike D'Antoni. I mean, just, this free team are just going to let people get open shots down, uh, down court. I mean, I mean uh, the Knicks new defense. Just, I mean, tonight they're playing a little bit on defense, and the offense is not showing up tonight. But, I mean, that game against 76, that was an embarrassment. Uh, Now tonight, I mean, the next... Uh, apparently when I was, uh, doing my spiel about the Knicks, somebody from the Knicks brass, uh, happened to tune in, probably Donnie Walsh, and he, uh, or Isaiah Thomas with those sleeping pills, and <laughs> they must have, uh, kicked me off the air. But yes, we are back now. Uh, before we go to the Knicks here, of course, you got the historic election day coming up, uh, everybody's gonna go into the polls.
0: Mm-hmm. Matt, you're, you're
2: old enough to vote. I am not old enough to vote. I gotta sit and watch at home. <laughs> Uh, with the rest of the high school kids, but you you, you obviously go into the ballot box. I'm not yep. going to ask you who you're voting for, but I'm going to ask you uh, who do you think will be the next president, the 44th president of the United States.
3: Ooh, put me on the spot here. Um, yeah. Jeez, uh, man. Um, I'm not going to tell you, like you said, I'm not going to tell you what I voted for, but we're um, voting voting for. I'll just I'll just say it's we need change. That's I'll leave it at that. I'll let the viewers Okay,
2: I'll leave it at that. So we're looking at a change in in Washington.
0: Mhm.
2: Okay. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh It's going to be
3: it's going to be an interesting night. I think
2: um be fun. you know, I'm, I'm
3: hoping it rains here so I get baseball practice camps because I plan on watching uh you know, right when the coverage starts. Mm-hmm. You know, seeing all all those, you know, blue, red, uh, states pop up to see who wins those uh, electoral votes. So I'm definitely interested in um, you know, hoping that uh America makes the right decision.
2: Speaking of rain, you're probably hoping that your uh baseball practice gets suspended <laughs> as opposed to uh to postponed because of and then you get a then then you get a chance to experience what the Phillies and Rays did. That's oh, a yeah. four, four day game affair in game five. I mean it has would gotta happen to anybody, it's gotta happen to the Philadelphia Phillies. <laughs>
3: yeah I, I to, just uh, imagine if uh I was just thinking about it. Just imagine if, you know, the Phillies were on top of its official game, and they win the World Series because of a rain out in six innings. How bad would that have looked for baseball and blood feeling?
2: Yeah, it would have been pretty pretty embarrassing, uh, no question about that. Um yeah, I mean, the Phillies would have, I mean, it's hard to say this. I mean, we're going to be going. Uh, I think just imagine now that the Phillies are, are um, you know, they're uh, going crazy over the opportunity to, uh, when the Mets come to Philadelphia, to raise that World Series banner. I mean, got to sit there and watch that. The whole the trophy, the rings, the whole thing. I mean, it's kind of like that Boston-New York thing. Red Sox mm-hmm. want to shove in the Yankees face. I mean, I don't know what the, what the Phillies plan to do with that, but they got to be salivating at the moment when the Mets make their first appearance at Citizens Bank in 09.
3: Oh yeah, that's definitely going to be—it's going to be uh, it's gonna feel like a Yankees Red Sox rivalry. I, you know, it's going to be like that. I think the—you know—the Mets want to shut up the Phillies. I know that they're sick of the Mets are sick of the Phillies with all their talking and whatnot. Going on, I mean, it's time for the Mets to, you know, just shut up and play, really. I mean, David Wright came up with the quote today saying how he doesn't like them. Uh, what else saying that? Basically, you know, they should have been us, you know, in their shoes, and you know, basically just being a real professional about it. But I uh, don't, I don't know, know Quas. I mean, this team needs to just step up to the plate, really. And I'm sick of being the I don't know, the second team in New York and basically on the, the East Coast, if you will. Uh, it's time for a change.
0: And no hopefully Hopefully the Mets
3: can, we'll the Mets can do it.
2: No, we'll see what happens going into uh, Hostel. I guess we're going to be starting uh, next weekend with the free agent filing and everything going on with that. Um, there's the buzzer. I guess we'll leave it at Matt. uh Ooh end of our program here on uh, Sports Docket. I've got to thank Matt Pignataro, Brian Bass, and everybody who tuned in on the side. Uh, great show as always. We'll see everyone next week, same time, same place. Check out Matt's show. I guess you're going to have a program. Oh, who's coming on your show next week? Uh, oh,
3: good uh, think you brought that up. Uh, Zach Campbell. Uh, he's basically, the guy's been collecting baseballs for I don't know how long. He has over 3,000 uh, Major League baseballs. and that would be batting practice games. Whatnot. I don't know if nobody can uh, remember that name off top. It's the same guy who caught Damon's and Giambi's home run back to back consecutive nights against the White Sox. The guy was doing the dance out in the bleachers out there. And he also Mm -hmm. caught Beltran's uh, last home run at Chase. So we'll have him on. He's also on the uh, Tonight Show, Jay Leno. So next Sunday at uh, 7, we'll have him on. Should be really fun fun to talk to him and see how we could uh, snag some baseballs. He's got definitely an art to it. There's no question about that. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, we'll, we'll definitely mean get the uh, secrets of it. He
2: also gets autographs for the balls as well. Or... What was that question? He gets autographs also for the balls?
3: Um, I don't know. I'll ask him that question. I'll ask him what he does about autographs and all that uh, and next nurses, week. So I'm looking forward to that a little change from the, uh, from the hot stove, going you know, a little different direction next week.
2: It's going to be fun. It's 7TrainToShea, uh, uh, blogterio.com, 7TrainToShea, 7, train to Shay, seven train to the whole mm-hmm. thing. Uh, we'll see everybody next week. Also on the Sports Talk, Aceman will be back. We'll close off for a little Chris Dartry
0: home. Night, trying to hide the pain I'm going to the place where love And feeling good don't ever cause the pain In the pain you feel a different kind of pain